and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about creativity, writing, music, life in an autistic household, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're listening today. So we are almost at December 24th, just a couple of days uh, away, and I don't know if I'm alone in preferring Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Probably not. As a kid, I looked forward to it because we got to open one present, which is a tradition um, my family has kept up as an adult. Um, And one present, I feel, is so satisfying, uh, can be really appreciated um, more fully sometimes than ripping through a pile of presents on Christmas morning. Not that I don't love presents. The winter solstice has just passed. Happy Yule, everybody who celebrates. And the days are getting minimally longer, which lifts my spirits. And the darkness is filled with pretty lights for another couple of weeks. So today, I'm celebrating with an appreciation and a bit of history about the poem that celebrates December 24th, the night before Christmas. Enjoy the show! It's December 24th, and I'm happy to wake up to snow. My mood may surprise readers of this blog since I've written often about my problems with the white stuff. It's pretty enough. I concede that. But years of dealing with the practical hassles of shoveling and driving in the stuff, plus the lost work from having students and shows cancel, outweigh the aesthetics. By the time the snow piles at every corner and driveway edge have made it impossible to get onto the road safely, also known as the entire month of February, everyone hates the snow along with me. But this morning, the world looks soft and pretty and I don't need to get in the car until this evening because all of my Christmas preparations are finished. Presents bought, wrapped, and placed under the tree. House relatively festive. All the food and drink ready to go. Christmas cards delivered. No last-minute crowds to fight through. Just two Christmas Eve services to sing tonight, and then, like the couple in the poem, The Night Before Christmas, I shall settle my brain for a long winter's nap. Now, this poem is inescapable at this time of year, but frankly, I don't want to skip it. It's interesting all the way through, the language is vivid, and something new jumps out at me every time I revisit it. This year, I looked up the original version, which is called A Visit from St. Nicholas, and was published in the Troy Sentinel. Boy, howdy! The Night Before Christmas was published on December 23rd, 1823. Um, The Sentinel is in New York. A remarkable three-sentence paragraph introduces this account of a visit from St. Nicholas. The first sentence is 60 words long. Boiled down to essentials, however, it says, Here's a poem about Santa Claus from an anonymous author. Thanks, anonymous. Nearly two centuries later, people are still arguing over Anonymous's identity. Most commonly, the authorship is attributed to a man called Clement Clark Moore, who took credit for The Night Before Christmas in 1837. He said he composed it in 1822 at the request of his young daughter. 
Moore was a serious man of letters, and it was relatively common at that time for authors protective of their reputation to publish popular works anonymously. Many poems also circulated privately to friends and acquaintances through letters and commonplace books, and sometimes those friends sent those poems to the newspapers. That happened to Emily Dickinson. By 1837, The Night Before Christmas poem was widely popular, and Moore's literary reputation was firmly established, so it wasn't embarrassing for him to admit to being the author. But there's another candidate for anonymous, Henry Livingston Jr. Like Moore, Livingston published many poems, usually anonymously or under the initial R. He never claimed authorship of The Night Before Christmas. However, having died in 1828, he wouldn't have even heard of Moore's claim. Livingston's relatives said he'd written it and averred that they possessed handwritten manuscripts to back up their story. So far, none of those turned up. Modern analysis of word selection and phonemes seems to come down on Livingston's side, but there's still plenty of controversy. Whole books have been written on the subject. I don't know if either of those guys wrote the poem, although on grounds of character alone, I'd prefer Livingston, who was a Revolutionary War veteran, to Moore, who was a slave owner and an unrepentant anti-abolitionist. The newspaper article's second sentence takes 36 words to convey that this is a charming story. I agree, it's action-packed, suspenseful, with a sweet ending. Everything is smaller and faster than the images of today. A miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer who are more rapid than eagles. And in a twinkling, St. Nick is vividly described. Small, jolly, bearded, a pipe smoker, and filthy. His clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. The idea of St. Nicholas haunting the New York area may originate in Washington Irving's 1809 History of New York, which is a satire of standard New York history and politics. Irving, writing in the persona of a fictitious Dutch historian named Diedrich Knickerbocker, relates a tale of St. Nicholas appearing in a dream to Olaf van Cortlandt in the 1600s. The saint comes riding over the tops of the trees in his wagon, smokes a pipe, lays his finger beside his nose, as in the poem, and gives Van Cortlandt a very significant look that helps Van Cortlandt decide to found New Amsterdam, which became New York. The final two reindeer names in the original, Dunder and Blixum, are also Dutch, meaning thunder and lighting, just as uh, the kind of current version does. Vixen and Blixum stands is the most strained rhyme in the piece. A later editor changed the Dutch to German, Donder and Blitzen, to fix it. The article's third sentence is 118 words long. Here's a wee bit from the middle. A token of our warmest wish that the children may have many a merry Christmas, that they may long retain their beautiful relish for these unsought homebred joys, which derive their favor from filial piety and fraternal love, and which they may be assured are the least alloyed that time can furnish them. 
I'm gonna take a guess here at the meaning, which is Merry Christmas, kids. Stay happy if you can. I'm kind of confounded that anyone made it through this sentence without a long winter's nap, or at least a mug of strong coffee. It's a testament to the poem's strength of narrative and mechanics, a complete story in 56 lines of anapestic tetrameter, that it became so successful. An anapest is a poetic foot consisting of two unstressed syllables followed by a stressed one. Twas the night before Christmas. Tetrameter means that each line has four feet. This helps the poem gallop along. Another contributor to the poem's effectiveness is that when it gets to the message, the author keeps it short and sweet. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I like the wishes for happiness and a good night, the repetition of all. Tonight, I'll be getting back from work near midnight, Santa Claus time. It'll be cloudy, so I won't have a moon on the breast of the new fallen snow, giving the luster of midday to objects below. But with streetlights, holiday displays, and a sprinkling of snow, if St. Nicholas and crew are anywhere around, I could spot them. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your day here. So this essay was written in 2021. Um, the Christmas Eve of 2022 is going to be frigid, the coldest in years, but it is not likely to feature snow in um, my part of Massachusetts. We've had a bit of the white stuff, uh, but it's all melted now. I'm hoping that the bomb cyclone that's heading our way today and tomorrow isn't going to leave us without power or flood the basement. We'll see. Um, by Christmas Eve, things will probably be settled down. Stay safe, people, and I hope that everything you celebrate during this season goes well. There's a link to my WordPress blog in the description box if you'd like to read the original or check out some of my other essays. I add one or two new ones per week. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well.